my personality is as such that over the years I've nurtured it to be that way and I I'm a kind giving person and I pray to be humble give me humbleness mm. and if one you have that people will tend to like you you know but don't take that for granted Hey, what's going on, family, and welcome to another edition of the Rise to It podcast, your home for personal and professional development. My name is Jonathan Hernandez, a.k.a. the letter H, and with us today, we got our boys, Mr. DJ Sal Cortez, Mr. Andre Covington, and Mr. Frankie Leal. What's going on, guys? What's going on? Another episode. Welcome. Welcome to July. Welcome to July. That sounds crazy. <laughs> it goes by quick, man. It goes by really quick. Yeah. I know you're all on summer vacation. Is that correct, Frankie? We're on summer vacation, but it doesn't feel like summer vacation. Yeah. You know, with, with Mia and doing all her shows, all of the events that she's doing and all the photography events that I got going on, it just it doesn't feel like we're resting, um, but hopefully this month we'll be able to like take a week off or something like that for sure oh he's dreaming yeah <laughs> he's <laughs> dreaming out loud right I know, now i know i hear that a lot from the parents they're like i'm gonna take some time and then i'll get there and i'll be and i'm like all right good luck with that man good luck yeah we're gonna get back to mia because yeah. mia was a special guest somewhere we'll talk about that in just a bit yeah. for sure but mm-hmm. we want to give some special shout outs csub in bakersfield of course omar korea they have the summer program the rising to your future conference and we had the little ones we're used mm. to doing the college adults high school middle school but we had the small small kids right around my height but we had the small kids like nevertheless <laughs> and I we did our say thing on that man one of the smallest ones there stood out the most you remember that little young lady with the little voice yes. that had all the articulate answers yes <laughs> you know when that she, was cool to yeah. see sal, sal picked that out and i wish i would have got her name i don't have to ask omar but you could already see here, she's on the path to success, oh, no yeah. doubt, for sure. Mm. So we had a lot of fun, man. Little kids, they had a good time. Shout out to Dr. Jerry Vang that joined us. And shout out, special shout out to the Eagles of Alpine Vista. Shout out to Heather Silva, who brought us. Mm. She was just organized from beginning to end. And we had a great time. But Sal, I know you were pleasantly surprised with their energy off the hook from beginning to end oh no i was surprised from the moment i pulled up and parked the van talk about Mm -hmm. uh that that school i don't know again every everywhere is different right every school everything has its own culture and what stood out for me there at alpine vista is it was just crazy i walked up and before i could ask hey this and this uh, students were coming up and they're like, Hey, uh, okay, we're here to help you. I'm like, well, I'm here. Wow. to, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so from the get go, I mean, they had an army of, I don't know, 40 kids that were part of the, was it a, a leadership a class leadership or something? Class, yes. mm-hmm. And, uh, man, they set up. Okay. Back up. I show up, 10 of them come out and try to help me out. But, uh, you know, my stuff is like a Tetris, so I got to do it a very specific mm-hmm. way. So, Anyhow, I sat there, and while I'm loading up, all of them, as they arrive, they show up early, right? So this leadership program, they got to show up before everyone else. So they show up, drop a backpack, and get straight to work. No que- The only question they have is, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. And then once they're told. So what was funny is uh, the, the whole co- cafeteria or hall that was we were in um, had all these tables set up, and it looked like it was set up for a cafeteria scenario. Those kids flipped that room yes. in about 15 minutes and set out, I don't know, close to 500 chairs. Yeah. And it was amazing because they did it within like a <laughs> 10 to 15. Imagine, <laughs> uh, I, what was this, a junior high, right? Junior middle school, yeah. Middle school. That age group trying to get one of them to do one mm. thing, but to get, you know, 30, 40 of them wow. to mm-hmm. flip an entire room in 10 to 15 minutes. Exactly. It was amazing, man. It was like, They were like little army ants going out there, <laughs> going to work. But not only yeah. that, they, they were really tuned in, man. They yes. were just a great, I mean, it, it, we're good. I, I think right. we're good at what we do, mm-hmm. and I appreciate that. But to say that they were captivated, 
into it. They leaned into everything that we did. The 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 call and response. I mean, everything. Mm-hmm. They yeah. were in, man. That was really really cool to watch. Yeah. You could see that they were they're mentally they had they were engaging. And the same thing happened to me when I got there. Um, they said, we're going to escort, escort you to the, v- the venue where you'll be mm. uh, speaking at. And, they, you know, I asked them their names, and they, they, they told me about my radio station. We listened to you in the morning. So mm-hmm. it, was, it was really refreshing to see such well-behaved kids. At the same time, they knew they had a job and assignments, and they were on point, you know. Yes. And then it's like, you know, I felt like, you know, when you sometimes you go and you speak to students, you don't feel like you're, really hitting everybody you feel like you're getting a few of them but mm-hmm. that one i felt like i was getting a lot of them absolutely and then the, afterwards they all wanted to come up and, and say stuff and take pictures and sign. we were there for a while yes. taking pictures and signing stuff yeah. now know? dre i think there was a family member in the audience did you know that family member was going to be there a female yeah you know i, I knew that it was okay. um you know I, this i say it's my niece is really my wife's best friend's daughter okay so she's like a niece you know they're like sisters they've been friends since college um so um i just was i was happy to, to you know to be a be a part of that and, and make them feel special you know it's always good when you can you know have someone feel good about a situation and, and they didn't know but i knew they were going to be there so mm. that part i knew Props to Brittany Jacobs. She joined us for that event. And props to Brittany because she has big news. She's unfortunately going to be leave, leaving the 559. She got mm-hmm. a full ride scholarship mm-hmm. at Cal Berkeley. So we want to give her a ring one time yeah. right here. Yeah. She's going to be pursuing her career in business. And that girl, man, you can't hold her down. She's a powerhouse. And so we had a great time in Tulare. First event there. Definitely won't be the last. So mm-hmm. I agree with everything you guys said. The, the energy, the respect. I felt like I was talking to college students while yeah. we were going. I think I even said that. I was like, wow, I feel like I'm in a college. <laughs> like yeah, it was another level. It almost made me wish I had kids that age so I can put them in that yeah. <laughs> He said almost. <laughs> he said almost. almost. Sure. I just saw Brittany. Um, I gave a quick little hug. We didn't get a chance to chit-chat much, but we were at the flag raising for Juneteenth. Okay. Downtown, City of Fresno, in front of City Hall. And the mayor was there, and I saw Brittany, and it was pretty cool just to kind of see her out and about doing her thing. You know, you know, I was out there, you know, representing her from my station. So it was really cool to see her. But they were going to miss her because she's definitely someone who's involved in the community. She yeah. is. Yeah, she is. She's a powerhouse. She's uh, much respected around the community, but she also is just someone that's fun to be around. I learn so much when I'm around her, and I wish her well over there. I know it's not the end, mm-hmm. only the beginning for her, and so whatever she has her mindset to, she's going to accomplish, no doubt. I also want to shout out a guy here, Dre, because I was fortunate, me and my beautiful wife, Maribel Mahdi, we were at Dre's wedding vow renewed 15 years, correct? 15 the years, yeah, year. We got to give my yeah, man a ring for that, man. Yeah, yeah. So, Dre, if we could get the picture for those of you listening and watching on YouTube, we'll get some pictures right here because they were mm-hmm. beautiful, man. It was like top notch. The people there, I didn't know who was going to be there. But, yeah. man, we have a lot of similar friends, so it was really, really cool. I sat at a cool? table where I knew everybody, man, and I was, how do you know Dre? I didn't know you were going to be here. John, what's going on? Did you sneak in? I heard there's free food. What's up? <laughs> Dre, talk about that, man. That was such a beautiful event. Well, you know, 15 years, you know, it's not uh, forever, but at the same time, you know, in this day and age, you, you should celebrate, you know, mm-hmm. whatever years. Is it 5, 10, 15, whatever, you know, it should be monumental to you and my wife and I. We felt like we wanted to do something. Uh, we want to celebrate with our friends, you know, people who, you know, we wanted to come. And and afterwards, people were like, hey, you know what, you really, I get the best compliment I got was someone said, you rejuvenated our marriage. Mm. You know, my wife and I, we really reflected after seeing what you guys did. And we've been together around the same time. And it's really given us a renewed sense of love. So I thought that was really cool because that's what, you know, we wanted to share you know, how we feel about each other, you know, and, and let the world know. It wasn't like somebody cheated or had a side baby and now you got to go <laughs> do your vows over again, you know. Damn it, we got to do it all over again, yeah. you know. No, it wasn't like that, man. It was just, uh, it was just, hey, we wanted to just have a good time and, and just show that we love each other and mm. move forward. So we, you know, spared no expenses. You know, we had a had the pyrotechs. We had, the you know, the dance floor. We had the food, all the drinks. I've gone to some weddings. It's like they, they cut you off at a certain mm. time. Like, drinks only good up until 10 o'clock. So right. you're at the bar and up until 9 p.m. Like, Give me three, please. But we just... Uh, Open it up, man, and then let people have a good time. So it was fun, man. It's beautiful. It was beautiful. I know Eli was there getting his dance on. Hey, I was jealous of his dance you moves. Look good. Yes, <laughs> he's at the studio. If yeah. you can't see Eli, he's here in uh, in the flesh. So yeah, he put together a dance routine. You know, it was so. It was the most wonderful moment. You know, of my marriage. 
uh, except for the first time we got married, uh, and of course the birth of our children. And it was almost the saddest day of my life. Mm. Almost the saddest day because my mother fell. Yes, yes. And, no. and fell and hit her uh, knee and her shoulder and her head and was like, man, for a minute there, it was it was dicey. Um, but, you know, she she recovered. And like, my mom's so strong. Next thing you know, she was, after a while, she was back on the, on the dance floor. But it was. It, for a minute there, we almost called 911, yeah. you know, because it looked like she kind of blanked out a little bit. But she oh. just, uh, her footing, she came off a step wrong and then just fell. So, uh, that part was really scary, but you know she bounced back. You know, and sharing mm-hmm. with some friends who their their mother fell also, and, and their mother's in the hospital. Oh, you know, so and they were there, so they were kind of wow. like, you know, they were at the event going, "Hey, man, you know, your mom okay?" Because like right now, my mother. When you get a certain age, man, you have to really mm-hmm. be careful of those types of things. Even now, you know, I'm getting older. I don't want to fall. My son falls for the fun of it. Yeah. He'll just run <laughs> and fall. I'll be like, did that hurt? No, Dad, I'm okay. But me, man, I don't want to. I'm like, you don't want to fall for nothing. Like, falling is like, you get back up. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not a, an elderly man. But at the same time, it's not something you look forward to doing. So. Very true. But yeah. you know what? Mom's good. So that, that was a blessing. Amen, man. Yeah, that was a blessing. She was looking good, man. Everybody was looking good at the wedding. And it was everybody five-star dressing, man. So I, mean, I had to make sure I was, I was you fitted was, right. You was clean, man. You know, it was all black attire. You you know, we we I requested everybody wear all mm-hmm. black. Of course, I had on a white jacket. That'd be different. I'd oh, stand out. Yeah. You know, you had to rise to it. I had yeah. to rise to it, man. Hey. So yeah. And but hey, Doctor H came. Man, he came suit and booted. He went to saw somebody. Hey. I don't know who you went to see, <laughs> uh, but you came and represented. If there was a contest for who was you know the second best looking dude there, you might have got it, homie. Hey. You might have got it <laughs> for sure. We had a great time. Thank you so much for the invite, man. And those pictures are gonna be. You know, around forever, and you guys are gonna mm-hmm. remember that evening, that whole day, man. It was special. It was yeah. really, really special Thanks, to man. be there Appreciate for sure. It. Frankie, speaking of special, mm-hmm. and now we had a special guest in a college classroom. Talk a little bit about that. First, thank you for inviting me to go speak to your communication classes. She had just finished doing a takeover tour for Vicella Unified School District, and she did that with you. I was Dre, a part of that. Yeah, the, man. The back mind up, takeover. Back up. Tell them who she is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Uh, but Mia May is a rising music artist, right, from the local or from the Central Valley. And um, first she, she did the takeover tour where she did every single campus um, here in Visalia. She did every single middle school, every high school. Mm. And that was a, they wow. call it like a mind takeover thing where taking over your mind, taking control of your mind and making positive choices. Um, so she was an advocate for that. She talked a little bit about her um, experiences with anxiety and stuff like that. Um, but she took it to another level when you invited her to go speak at, at your communication class at Porterville College. Me as a dad, I was a little nervous about that just because she's done the high school circuit and she's done shows and concerts. Um, but she's never really gone into a college, right? And um I, I was talking to Baby Bash when she was there, and he was he was telling me, Frankie, do you realize that she's she's 16 and she's talking to 18 year olds, 19 year olds, and 20 year olds? She's she's something else. She's special. We, lots, we have and a lot plus, of us. Yeah. yeah, and um, mom and me were super impressed with her because mm-hmm. I think she held her own and, and she touched on everything that she was supposed to touch on. 45 minute speech that she did. Wow. And okay. and yeah, the the. I think the the kids were drawn to her. She resonated with them. Like she she spoke on things that were relatable with you know with sure. them and stuff like that. So it was a good experience for her, and uh, we can't wait to to go back and do it again. To run it back, man. Mia, you know, we actually requested her upcoming song because it's coming out July when. July 14th. July 14th. So she gave us a Costco sample. Mm -hmm. And so I can't wait, man, to get the whole aisle number three because everybody's like, man, that sounds so good. And she's so diverse. Um, She adapts to different genres. You guys were showing me. Get the exclusive, y'all. I get get pretty, like, sneak peek over here. But you guys showed me an exclusive song that's more of, like, a bluesy alternative song. So Mm -hmm. she's not a one-trick pony. I feel like our team as well. So Mm -hmm. I I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah, Yeah, that's right up my alley. Yeah. Yeah. One one thing I love about her. Your daughter, she's always open for corrective criticism mm-hmm. or even just like, hey, you know, you should try this way. She's like, she's wide eyed. She's ready to absorb. Right. She's not to the point where she's like, yeah, no, don't, don't worry <laughs> yeah. about it. I, yeah. She's because I've 
I've pulled it to the side on a few occasions and said, hey, mm-hmm. next time when you're doing this, why don't you try it this way? She goes, yeah, I like that. I'm going to try that. And then, boom, I like next time we're together, she'll do it. You know, right. it's like she's taking it in, and she's like, yeah, that really worked. I like the fact that, you know, you told me how to do that. And I said, mm-hmm. I like the fact that you did it and pulled it off. You know, that's, that's <laughs> right. even more important, you know, because people can give you advice all the time, and it's not that you're going to take it. And I'm not just saying that my advice is going to be better than what you're doing now, but at least she's open for oh, suggestions yeah. and she's open to try it and then right. if you know she did feel like it's more comfortable in the other way then you know you can always go back and do it but i've always tried to live my life like that mm-hmm. when people pull me to the side and go hey you know what and i've tried to do that i don't care who it is i've i've given jokes to some of the biggest stars mm-hmm. out there i put them hey man that one joke you did and they kind of look at you like uh all right and then you see them on stage doing it. Uh, I've seen guys do some of the stuff that I've given them on their HBO specials. Now, I didn't uh, get no, they didn't pay me anything, but they see me, mm-hmm. they go, they just have a new, they give me a hug and it's a tight hug. Yeah. Because they know. The, yeah. And I, one particular comic, and I'll, I'll just say his name because he don't mind because we talked about it, D.L. Hughley. I, I had wrote a bit years ago and I used to do it. And I, I didn't do it anymore. And then he did it in one of his specials. And it was like a bit I did, you know, but I, you know, I, I didn't, but later when we, we bumped heads, I got a lot of love for DL. Like he hired me to write for him and he paid me really well. I don't know if it was a makeup or whatever, <laughs> but at the same time, it was like, I think he appreciated my style. Right. And I think sometimes if you, you can subliminally write a joke that you heard someone else do, but then you True. years mm-hmm. go by, you know, and you just write it and you be like, wow, that's funny. I'm going to use that. And it's like, right. then someone has to remind you, Hey man, I kind of did that joke. Oh, yeah. yeah, my bad. You know, so yeah, I, mm-hmm. I I like the fact that you know, again, go back to that. Your daughter was able to yeah you know, listen and and follow through, and she's a phenomenal talent. Well, that just struck me. Uh, communication, right? So, uh, artist, singer, singer, right? Yeah, music so, artist. Yeah, music artist uh, and comedian. But you think about the fact that Dre's been on some pretty substantial stages. Oh, right? for sure. Um, yes. The fact that you're sharing your experience with her from a different angle, but because I think comedians are more critical because it's your thing to kind of dissect mm-hmm, things, yeah. right? Yeah. Or yeah. see it in a different light or angle or whatnot that not everyone else does. So for to get, you know, a singer or a musician to get stage tips from someone, mm-hmm. especially a comedian, that's right. awesome. And the fact it that is. she's open to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, yeah. She's a sponge. She, and I mean, especially coming from you, Dre, where you have all that experience and you've been in front of crowds and you know how to take control of those people. So she, she took the, a lot of value from what you, you told her and she yeah. came and she was happy. She shared it with me and mom. And, and I was Ooh. like, that's awesome that Dre told nice. you that me. And I told her, listen to him. Like he knows yeah. what he's talking about. And she did. I'm kind of going back to what you said about giving DL the, the joke. It kind of came back the full circle because you almost gave him that Costco sample that Jonathan <laughs> says. Mm-hmm. You gave him that Costco sample. He liked it. He liked your style. And then I think it came back and it ended up paying off for you, right? So one thing that Mia did, and I don't know if you noticed it, but right after she was done, I thought she did great. But the first thing she told you was um, critique me or what did I do? She told you like right at the end. And I was like, she just wants to learn. Like I thought she did great, but she was still asking those questions. Like what could I do better? And mm-hmm. I know you're busy, but when you do have time, send me a bullet point. You know, <laughs> I got you, send me baby. some notes, bro. Send me some all notes, right. and because I know everything's all love, and mm-hmm. and whatever you send her, she'll be able to take from that and become a better speaker. Yeah, yeah. I know. I rem- I know exactly what you're talking about. Mia, right afterwards, was already kind of like, man, pick it on herself. Mm-hmm. And for me, I think that's extremely humble because she's self-aware. And that's where actually we want to go with this message today, critiquing mm-hmm. ourselves, mm-hmm. being mindful about we're not perfect. And so she picked out the imperfections. And I go, Mia, just enjoy it because me, 38 years young, I'm going to be pushing 40 soon. I have been obsessed, even if it's a great event, even if it's joyous occasion, of continuously trying to be better. And, and that's what I'm working on now, being self-aware of, like, enjoy the moment. Like, it went great. We'll make those adjustments later, but enjoy what's going on right now. And so that's pretty much what I told her. I go, there were so many things I told her. You were so relatable. There was about 60 seconds in my first class. I think it hit her, and it, she was in her own mind for about 60 seconds. And I'm just like I was telling you and Celeste before we started this podcast, she made that adjustment. And that's a professional right there. Instead of just losing your mind and, and losing the crowd 
and you know everything could have gone everywhere she really just snapped back and like i i got this mm -hmm. and she did prove that and so from then on she made that quick adjustment and then from class one and class two boom it was on a cracking mm -hmm. so that's where i told her, i go focus on that because public speaking stand-up it never goes perfect <laughs> it never no. goes exactly how you plan it in fact, I want to apologize to Dre, so we're going to kick off this self-awareness. The last event that we did, there was a computer malfunction. And so for me, I know even Sal was like, oh, it happens. He's prepared with batteries. He's like, is your remote not working? And I'm like, it's not the remote. It's actually the computer. Thinking back at it, I'm like, I should have asked that venue because we were using their computer and it could easily say, oh, it was, it was on them. No, it was on me because I should have asked for a battery along with the computer to make sure everything's 100% ready to awesome. go. Yeah, so yeah. for me, I'm like, I could take that, you know, that criticism. They were gracious enough for us to use their computer, et cetera. But speaking of self-awareness, and for, we're going to have some fun with this because I love picking on myself, but we're also going to pick on the things that we do extremely well. Um, I tell my students in our society, we're obsessed with just, it's easy. It's the easy thing to do to pick out the things that we're not good at. But we also should take pride in what we do extremely well. And so, for example, like this desk right here, this podcast studio that we have here, there is this, uh, one of the guys I got, you know, close to our Xfinity guy. And so he comes over, we talk football. And so he's asking me what I do and stuff. And I'm talking about teaching. And I also do speaking. He's like, oh, yeah. I go, yeah, I got a team. And so I'm mentioning you guys. And Dre's name, as it usually does, rings a bell. Mm. And so my guy's like, Andre Covington, like Q97, <laughs> Greg and Dre. I'm like, yeah, that's my dude. Like, let me show you upstairs. So he was just like really dumbfounded by everything. And so I always kept his number because I know for the reason there's going to be one day I need him to come over. Like, hey, man, this is not working. <laughs> and he's a cool dude. We talk smack. He's a Cowboys fan. I'm a Raiders fan. Dre's a Raider fan, too. Yes, so sir. we're good. And um, so he comes in the studio and he's like, yo, like, tell Dre to take it easy on my Cowboys. And, you know, I hear him, you know, bagging on the Niners. <laughs> I would say about a month later. Sure enough, something goes down on my Internet. And so I got his number. I'm like, yo, bro, can you come over? Yo, H, dude, it takes like three minutes. And I go, okay, I don't think you heard what I just said. <laughs> you need to come over and fix this, man. I'm like, whenever is good for you. It doesn't need to be today. H, a fourth grader could do it. And I go, my man, Carlos, <laughs> when can you come over to fix this, bro? <laughs> so being self-aware enough to understand I am not good with a lot of technology I am not good with, uh, as far as my hands, putting up Christmas lights. I don't know if Dre remembers this, but me and the wifey had a Golden Girls theme going on <laughs> during Christmas. <laughs> Remember that? The lights were up. The lights were looking legit. And Dre, before he walks in the house, is like, I know you did not get up there and put these lights on. <laughs> He's absolutely right because you guys know me, right? I don't, that's not my thing. If I tried, I'd be in the hospital. You guys have to rise to it over there and visit me, <laughs> right, with a neck brace and everything. <laughs> I understand my limits. I understand things I'm good at. I understand things I'm just not interested in doing, to be honest with you. And therefore, that's not my lane. Mm. So over the years, I've understood my lanes. Mm. So I've understood my God-given talents, things I want to work on. So being self-aware, I know, not I think, I know every single one of us could critique ourselves. We could critique each other. And it's all out of love. It's to be better, right? Yeah. So with that said, Sal... Being self-aware, how do you take that? How do you develop those skills to become a monster business like Bliss? And over the years of continuous improvement, because every single time I talk to you, it's always, well, we could have done this better. Mm. And I think that's really, really awesome for someone to say rather than we got it like that. So talk to us about how you incorporate some self-awareness. You know, I, I got to believe that my self-awareness came from a very young age growing up with older brothers that uh, always, their, their goal always was to knock you down, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it was smack talking, uh, but they, they, it was always easy fruit for them, you know, the, the, me and my bushy hair or, you know, whatever it was. <laughs> I had a, a little phase where I put on weight. So there was, you know, hey, chubby, or whatever it was. I, I'll, I'll save the words, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you can use your imagination. But uh, I think, in a, it's a double-edged sword being self-aware, right? So some people could take it to the extreme to where it could be detrimental, but you could also uh, use it to better yourself, right? Um, I just watched the, the Doc Arnold on Netflix, right? The, uh, one of the things that stood out to me on the part one was really, really cool. Him and his brother grew up in the same family, same OCD mom, uh, same abusive dad, uh, you know, come from, you know, just basically a... a, a a poverty situation. Mm -hmm. 
And they grew up, Arnold used um, that to fuel his fire to get where he was going. His brother ended up becoming an alcoholic and dying in a crash while he was drunk. Mm. So same, same DNA, same everything, but you mm. can take what you got and do one or the other with it. And that's, that was a clear example that kind of stood out to me. But for myself, um, I've always loved music. I've always, uh, I, 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 Take my DJ career, I'll call it a career because it's that now, uh, back to starting when I was eight. We probably talked about that in an earlier episode. But from early on, I think my self-awareness with that came from playing music. That didn't work. Okay, let's do this. Or it worked over here. Why did it work here but not over there? Oh, it's how I set it up. Um, And now the way I play music when I'm doing what I do being self-aware, uh, it, it's I've been able to fine-tune that, but that's not something that happened overnight. It's been over the life of me playing music for, you know, fun and now for a living. Um, but self-awareness, I, I think that's where it was rooted for myself, but I apply it to almost everything, right? So let's just say a setup for an event that we do. Self-awareness comes to us and the way that we stand. I standardize the way every one of our DJ goes out and looks at an event aesthetically. So when you look at our setup, it's not, you know, a table with gear piled up and wires and looking terrible or, you know, a giant banner, you know, and there's no knock to those that do it. It's their style. But for us in certain situations, it's just got to look a certain way. For, for an event because it's styled. Mm-hmm. So uh, we try to blend, but I mean, every aspect of it, whether it's that, um, being self-aware with our conversations, who we're talking to. I mean, I think constantly, all day long, even just interactions on who you're talking to. I noticed something with you when we were uh, doing the event. So your teacher mode kicked in. Mm. So I noticed when you spoke to the younger, younger ones, ones, your tone changed, Mm. your body language changed, everything. And everybody does that, right? When you see the baby, you turn it to, right? How was that again? Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the, uh, you know, it's not the, hey, listen here, right? Right. It's it's a completely different thing. And I think we're, we're always constantly doing that. It's just for me, it's something that stands out in every aspect only... Uh, you know what? I'll even take it back because I did have a, a 10 year career working within the health department mm-hmm. and their whole thing was don't get us sued. That's the bottom line. <laughs> Whatever you do, do not get us sued. And whenever you would. So it just they, they kind of coached me in a way to ride a line or know where the line is with certain things. Mm. And that's another thing that I took with me. Uh, to this, what I do now, right, uh, is, you know, don't get sued. Be self-aware. Mm-hmm. If you're self-aware, the only one you can blame is going to be you. And if, uh, you know, you do do something that comes back to bite you in one way or another, don't let it happen again. Learn from right. it, right? Right. Uh, again, and that's being self-aware. If you deflect, if you're a person that deflects everything, one me, one my fault. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that computer. That's on them. Mm-hmm. You're never going to grow. Exactly. It's never going to get better. It's never going to yeah, be better. Sure. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's something that I think anybody could learn, but you got to kind of be open to it. If you're the I'm always right person, now's the time to be self-aware and know that you're not. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I love yeah. it. I love it. Dre, what about you? Being self-aware. I mean, you being a comedian, different crowds, some are feeling you, some are not. Most of them. I mean, you're a killer at what you do, but it took time to do that. How did you practice the self-awareness or how did you become aware of your self-awareness over the years? Yeah. You know, Humor is is changing over the years. It's still changing Mm -hmm. each and every day. Now we're in a cancel society, you know, cancel culture. Uh, You can say something and be on top of the world and it's all come crumbling down. Just one flip of the tongue, something comes out. And so you have to be self-aware of that, you know. And I think uh, the day where a comedian would say, I'm just going to say what I want to say. They paid to see me. I think those days are, are, are pretty much over, mm. you know, especially starting off. You can get away with it at a certain Dave Chappelle level, you know, and you're still going to get backlash. Right. You know, it's you're never going to get away from that. So I, I try to be aware of those things. And one thing that I'm, I'm really, my self-awareness is that it's not always going to be funny. You know, and that's the killer for a comic. Like, you know, you go in thinking, I'm about to kill this crowd. You know, it's like, yeah, you look at other comics, they're rocking, and you go out, and you just, it's a subpar set. 
And you're like, man, you can beat yourself up for a long time. And But you got to sometimes go, hey, and then some guys make excuses. Oh, the crowd was tired. Uh, why did he go so long? And it's like, hey, man, it just it wasn't your night tonight. Mm, you you know, go. get them next time. Right. So I've adopted a get them next time attitude, you know, whereas before, you know, you could just like couldn't sleep. You battle with it. And that's just not a good way to live. Because then you're putting so much pressure on yourself going into it. You know, you want to you want to do good. You prepare and you go out and you do it. And when it goes great, you know, I try to stay right there. Hey, man, you killed. It. Yeah, man, it was a good time. I really enjoyed that. Let me mm-hmm. let me go back over these notes and see what, what really worked and what I thought was going to work didn't work and what I didn't think was going to work worked. That you have those moments. So, man, it's it's such a a vast amount of information that. It goes through your brain, your computer, and then it comes out, and and then you just don't know. Mm-hmm. It's that unknown what's going to work. Frankie, you've seen a lot, mm-hmm. lot of comedians doing shows, and you may watch yeah. a video of a guy, and be like, oh, man, he killed it. Then you'll see him do that same joke, and be like, wow, that didn't, that didn't go nowhere. Yeah. Or you different. go, this guy's kind of bombing. I thought yeah. this guy was good. It's like, well, he is good. You know, he's good because mm-hmm. he got your attention, but who knows what's going on in his life up to that moment? Or... Is he just having a bad day or is he just, he was so confident, he got right. overconfident, mm, right. you know, yeah. or he took something for granted. I try to know my crowd and I tell other comics, that's one big thing. Know your crowd when you go. I mean, I, I make sure I'll say, hey, what's the ethnic background of your audience? What's, it look, you what's the breakdown? You know, what's this going to be? 20% Hispanic, 50%, whatever. And that makes a difference. Some guys like, it don't matter. My jokes are my jokes. Mm, I don't know, bro. <laughs> I don't know about that. You may want to ask. Maybe this is a Christian crowd. Maybe Very a lot true. of Catholics out there. Do you want to, mm. like, certain jokes you have, do you want to tell it that way? Maybe you can tweak a little bit. Well, I'm not twitching my jokes for nobody. You're not there yet, bro, to be yeah. that commanding. So if you right. want to keep just setting bridges on fire, you go a venue, you bomb. You, mm. They say you're not welcome back here. Oh, well, go to the next one. It's the same thing. So you're never going to get to where you're going because there's a fire behind mm. you, just bridges on fire. So right. uh, try to try to be aware <laughs> of, of your surroundings, kind of know what it is that you do. You know, I take pride in my self-awareness of, and I don't say this to be, you know, uh, conceited or anything. I'm likable. Mm-hmm. But I work hard at being likable. I don't. Go around, you know, just kissing everybody's butt. Hey, you know, but my personality is as such that over the years I've nurtured it to be that way. And I, I'm a kind, giving person. And I pray to be humble. Give me humbleness. Mm. And if when you have that, people will tend to like you, yeah. you know. But don't take that for granted. You know, don't think everybody's going to like you because they're not. So mm-hmm. that no matter what you do, they're just not going to like you. Exactly. So right. don't beat yourself up. Yeah. Now, Dre says something right now that we covered in one of my classes, demographics. Mm-hmm. And so I can guarantee most comedians are not asking. I know you do with oh, your absolutely. business. What's the demo? And so for our speaking engagements, it's crazy because schools are like, hey, we want you to come out and speak. You want the team? You want me? What, what do you want? Oh, there's options, right? Providing people options. Well, what's the demographic of your school? It's like crickets. Like they've never, ever heard a speaker mm-hmm. ask them, which I feel is the basic stuff, but it's not. Yeah. Most speakers come in, they do exactly what Dre said. I'm going to speak, I'm going to give my inspirational story, and I'm going to travel the road doing the mm-hmm. same exact story. Cookie cutter type stuff. Cookie right. cutter stuff, Frankie. Yeah. And so for mm-hmm. us, we always go back to the drawing board because I think it, we have a creative outlet, all of us. Right. And so we mm-hmm. want to push the boundary. We could easily do the same thing over and probably be effective. Yeah. But we right. want to see what else is on the other side. And I think One of the things we all have in common with our professions is we fine-tune what we do. Mm-hmm. I do it with what I do. Dre yeah. does it. Mm-hmm. You and the photography and the videography. You yeah. know, you and your class. You gotta. I don't even know sure. what you call it. You build the <laughs> the work they gotta do, right? Mm-hmm. So it's all fine tuned. So that's something that we all do. Yeah. And if anybody out there remembers, you have to turn the dial, right? Because if you go one way too far, it's yeah. kind of bring it back. So I feel like uh, you know, with the self awareness thing, it's it's constant. It should constantly be that. All day, every day, for mm-hmm. especially if it's a business situation that yes. you're trying to get into. You still turning Dallas? Most people just push. <laughs> well, I was laughing today because like I, I moved my DJ booth console, which you guys have all seen, right? Yeah. And I, I stood back mm-hmm. for a minute, and I had a flashback to being a little kid when the TV used to be this big wooden box, and you would flip it up, mm-hmm. and yes, then the equipment sir. is up here on top, right? Yeah. So yeah. my console 
mimics that of what I just because it's the box, the screen, the mm-hmm. the audio gears up on top. So I had a little flashback with the dials. <laughs> Maybe that's where my head's at. That's where it's at. Oh, it still is a great point, though. It is, Frankie. What about yeah. you? Self awareness, doing the graphic design to photography. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you have your own lanes too in photography. I, I always thought photographers did the same thing. Like they all do portraits or right. they all do no, nature. No, all, no, 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 I have my right. own lane. So how'd yeah. you create your self-awareness over the years? Yeah. I mean, being an artist, I'm always very critical on my own work, you know, on my pictures, designs, and I've never been 100% satisfied over any project that I've done, any work that I've done. I've always come home and I've, I've always just told myself, man, I could have done this better. I could have did this. I should have said that. Or I should have moved the hand here, the, the pose, the lighting. I'm just always critiquing myself. Um, one thing that I do tell my clients, especially like when I do weddings and stuff like that, is I tell them I'm not the best. You know, like I, I just make that clear. I'm not, you know, you're not going to pay top, top dollars, but I'm also not the worst either. Like I humble myself, right? I, I tell them I'm right here. I'm right in the middle. I'm going to take some good pictures they're not going to be bright. They're not going to be too dark. They're not going to be out of focus. They're just going to be really good pictures. Consistency is where I take pride in. It's just I'm consistent. I've been keeping it that way. I mean, well, that's what I strive for is just to stay consistent. When people hire me, they know that they're going to get a, a Frankie Leal picture. With my studio work, I do have a little bit more time and creativity to play with the lighting, play play with the poses, and that's I feel like that's more of my lane mm-hmm. is to do the studio portraiture. So I feel like when people do call me, it's for headshots and stuff like that. But with the other type stuff, I I do understand that it's not my lane, and I do get hit up a lot. And I do do the work because at the end of the day, we got bills to pay, and why not? Like, why would I turn down a a wedding or a quinceanera and stuff like that? Because I do enjoy doing them as well. I just – I won't promote them as much because I do understand it's not really my lane. Yeah, so I'm just, like, really upfront and honest with my clients let them know this is my work, this is what I do, and then if they're happy with it, and then we can we can move forward. Yeah. I'll bet you none of them's ever been disappointed. I guarantee. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're very humble with it, mm-hmm. but man, you you definitely I've seen your live work at mm-hmm. the rise to it. Most of the pictures that get posted on Instagram look yeah. amazing, man, and that's that's uh yeah. I mean, that's it's, you. It's fun, you know. For me, it's and fun. Yeah, yeah, and, so and, Ethan, and I, Evan, Evan, and Evan, Evan yeah. yeah. I can say the same about them too. We're just, just we just do it because we just love it. Yeah. So we've never really had no one super angry with us as far as hey, my pictures suck or whatever. I want my money back. So we haven't had that. But and then again, we're up front in the beginning. This is our work. These are these like they know our expectations and stuff like that. So it's it's been all good. Frankie and I were having a conversation in Celeste um, weeks ago. There was an incident that happened, and you're, like, apologizing. And I was like, dude, I'm going to mess up on you, too. <laughs> and so, like, I'm not going to lie. Like, there was a thing that happened. And Frankie, talk about it. Talk about it. Yeah, Frankie missed uh, a dinner that we had planned. So, I'm there. Like, he basically stood me up is what I'm saying, man. So, <laughs> oh, I was there. Yeah. Like, you were at the bed. Yeah. I, was, I was ready. I was like, Horrible. Yeah. Hold, hold on, hold on. Were you at the restaurant? <laughs> right? I was already, man. Yeah. So, I already know this was not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a couple of tacos. It was a wrap, dude. Right. We were good. What happened, mm-hmm. right? Talk, talk about it. But, uh. No, I was talking to, I actually, that night, it was great because it's one of our favorite Mexican restaurants for all of us here in Visalia. So mm-hmm. um, I was there. I actually got to talk to the manager. Like, I'm just vibing. I was having a good time. And then he tells me, and there was a piece of me that turned to the old John. Mm-hmm. I was like, this dude, right? Yeah. Like, how <laughs> dare him shaking my fist? But there was so many, there was somebody that fell at the restaurant, too. There were so many things that happened that was my cue to go. I was like, yeah, maybe mm. it's just go home. God's telling us to be. call it a night, bro. Mm. But I also told Frankie when we started and we made it official, because Frankie's always been rocking with us um, unofficially, but when we made it official a little over a year ago, I said, I'm going to mess up on you. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a time where I mess up on you. And who am now when I think about being self-aware? It's going to happen for all of us. Yeah. Like, right, with yeah. the Dre, the computer, um, Sal has – I mean, the other day I thought you were late to the – this guy, Joker over here, he's, like, yawning. And I was like, this guy did not sleep in, did he? And then he's like, I'm just kidding. I'm outside, right? So he comes correct joke. As yeah, I was yeah, pretending go it, go that it. I was still in bed, you were walking out the door looking at me. Yeah, yeah. So I thought my dude was late. But nevertheless, like, that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's life. That's human nature. What are some things, I'll, I'll pick an example, and I talk about this with my students. I have a beautiful wife. We're all blessed to have beautiful wives in our life. 
in my interpersonal class, we talk about relationships. We talk about first impressions, what gets our attention, et cetera. So I always make the joke, but it's not a joke. I'm always talking about how women, especially early on, it's not for everyone, but a lot of women, they're already thinking about the wedding. They're already thinking about the special day. I'm going to get DJ Sal. I already seen that. what they can do, <laughs> right? Dre, I'm going to have to do some stand up. Frank, I'm going to take pictures. They're planning that day. And so for me, I'm openly open with my students and transparent. I'm like, do you think my wifey, as beautiful as she is, was thinking of a five foot five, chubby, mm. like goofy, oily skin, Trudeau looking <laughs> legs, do you even live broke type of dude as her dream man? And everybody's like cracking up because they're like, wow, this dude really is self-aware. But I really am. Yeah, I'm like, man, I'm blessed, right? Mm -hmm. I know I'm not all that. I know like there's other better looking dudes. So I'm self-aware in that area. I'm also self-aware with our team. I know when to step back of like, let's have Dre. Let's have Brittany. Let's have Sal speak a little bit more on this one. Because the vibe, I think just me speaking, I think there's something else that we could have. We have so many yeah. options. We could pass the ball to somebody else. So me humbling myself over the years of like, we have a team for a reason. All right? Right. We could pass the ball. We could alley-oop to anybody and throw that dunk down. So Sal, what's something over the years that you've really kind of locked in on of I do do this there is room for improvement in what I do the MC portion of what we do with our business I've years ago man it took me a long time to get better at it so I am constantly always working on it and I openly within our group I'll always ask Davey I'll always ask JR tell me what could I have done better here because mm -hmm. uh there's been situations where your, your, your adrenaline gets going or the butterflies are a little, because I still get those, which is a good thing. I think they'll never go away. And I think if they do that, you know, you quit caring about what you're doing. But um, one of my things that I know that I do when I'm emceeing, if I start to lose focus, I start to talk faster. Mm. And I just start, you know, motor mouth. And uh, I'll ask, and that's the one critique I'll get back is, hey, what'd you think? It's like, y you went a little fast. You know, you got to let them absorb, pause. You would know this with timing, right? Yeah, it's so it's all timing. Mm -hmm. It's, it's doing what you do, pause, wait for it, almost till it gets awkwardly weird, and then dive in, mm -hmm. in you know, when we're emceeing or whatnot. Yeah. So that would be a work one. Um, tell me, I, I got to know what this personal one is. <laughs> oh. So I'm going to, I'm going to hit you with this. If people were to look at all four of us and if they know us, even just after a couple of days, they're going to ask, they could ask who's the most critical on the team. By far, I feel everyone would say me. They'd mm. be like, John, for sure. Yeah. That ain't the case. Mm. It's this dude right here. <laughs> and what I mean by that, and it's a blessing because every time I ask you, you're like, Almost like, do you want, like, are you sure? It's always like with the old, old Hulk. Mm. You won't like me when I'm angry. Like type of thing, right? And so I'm like, give it to me, man. Like, go for it. Sal's critique is justified. So if you run into Sal, our viewers, or just anybody on the team, if you want a true critique that is valid, because my dude is very constructive, he's providing the criticism, but he also is justified with everything he says. We did an event about mm -hmm. four months ago, and he's like, yeah, I'd give that a B. I'm like, bro, that was off the chain. Like, what are you seeing? <laughs> yeah. I asked him, what are you seeing? Like, that mm. I'm not seeing. And then now my thing, you guys, what, plug in the holes. What are the mm. holes that I'm, you know, plug right, that in? Right, 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 my right. dude from A to Z went in, and he goes, now I think about maybe a C. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, <laughs> man, like, yeah, touche. I yeah. see it. You know, and I appreciate that because mm. most people won't. They're going to be like, how dare you, man? Mic drop moment. People were standing mm. ovation. So I was like, well, we could have worked here. You could have done that. I'm like, yo, he's mm. absolutely right. So mm -hmm. props well, to my bro. Right? Well, I appreciate yeah. that. And I feel like we see that in our general lives, but we don't always say it because we know the personalities mm. already. And I already mm. know that you would totally be open to, oh, shoot, you're right. Mm -hmm. you know? So that, again, working within this group or these types of personalities is a big deal. Because there's people uh, in my personal life that I could do that to, and they're like, you're wrong, right? Mm -hmm. and, and you get that pushback, and it's like, well, can't do nothing with that. Right? I know when I've had a, a real good speaking engagement, because, and, and, and H, you, you're always encouraging. Mm -hmm. Hey, man, hey, Dre, that was great, man. And, you know, Frankie, you always mm -hmm. give, hey, man, pat, good pats on the back. But Sal, he really, like, he'll look you dead eye and go, 
bro, you you did that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You like yeah. you really like man, I could just see the room and like even me, man, I got like I got a little emotional just listening mm-hmm. to you that. Yeah. And like I know I did good that day. Yeah. I'll mm-hmm. I'll be riding home go, I must have did good cuz I was like really kind of <laughs> yeah. But then I know some days I know I just did okay cuz mm-hmm. I'll be like, "Hey, Sal, he's like, what you he's like, yeah, man, I was going to school. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, you going to get some meat? Starting to sweat over here. In the yeah, yeah, man, yeah, but you, but you know, it. it's like, you know when you nail, because it's like, it's 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 just, mm-hmm. it's the real, it's the real deal. It's the yeah, like. You feel it in your soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're able to touch. And sometimes, you know, we, we may not be able to really reach in there and grab. The intentions are. You know, that's one thing we'll say to our, our, our viewers. It's like, it's always the intention is to, like, really touch the soul of an individual. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, you just maybe get the heart, you know, which is good. You know, you touch someone's heart. But it's not like that soul, man, because that soul will resonate. Oh, it's wild. There's a kid uh, I'll never forget. It was one of the ones we did where the kid came up at the end and shared a personal story of his father passing away and mm-hmm. some of the words that we y'all together we all mm-hmm. shared that day really struck with him or stuck with him or struck him and uh, and we had a little 10 minute heart to heart afterwards and we're talking about a 12 year old kid who came up at the end of the event and that particular event felt a little loose on the student side right they let mm-hmm. them have their phones so there's you know right. some of them are mm-hmm. sitting there uh, mm-hmm. doing what they do with their phones and uh, at the end when it was a wrap it was like it was it was a good event it was a solid event but I wish the kids didn't have their phones, right? Because yeah. we would have just captivated them a little more. But with me walking away with those feelings, I'm literally loading up the last piece of gear in the van. This little kid just comes up and says, hey, thank you guys. Right. Mm-hmm. And he shared what he shared. Dre, over the years practicing your self-awareness, what have you noticed critiquing yourself? Nobody else but you critiquing yourself. What is, what is something that... Like, I need to work on this. I need to work on this. Like, whether it's comedy, whether it's marriage, it could be anything, right? What is, yeah. what is that reoccurring theme for you? Well, for me, it's just, I like, I like my alone time. You know, I like to be able to do some things, like, by myself. And, you, you know, you got kids, like my son's here, and, you know, and my wife. You got to realize that has to get smaller and smaller. Like, when you're single, you may have... Eight, nine hours that day to just be by yourself and chill. And you start having kids, now you may have, you know, two hours, maybe. You know, then you get a wife and kids, you have five minutes to yourself. <laughs> it's mostly in the bathroom with the door locked. I'm in here! You know, that's your five minutes. And so, you know, I try to, you know, that part, I have to self-awareness be like, I'm not going to always, I, I ask for it sometimes. My wife had got into a little bit yesterday because I was like, hey, I'm going to go get some golf balls. Like, really? I thought we were going to spend some time together today. It's like, I guess I'm not going to hit no golf balls. You know, it's like, it's like, it's, you have to understand that, you know, it, it's not about you. You know, it's great if they say, yeah, go do that. You really need to go do it. Then you're like, oh, thank you. Then the stars have lined up. So myself, I have to realize that I can't, when I want to always have that. Cause sometimes she does say, yeah, go ahead, honey, go ahead. I'm going to go start dinner. You got, you got an hour and a half. Mm. Go have some mm-hmm. fun. Oh, boy, you go, thank you, and you run out the door. <laughs> but it's not going to always be that way. Sometimes they're going to say no, and then, I, you know, I get in my, my little mood then. It's like, damn it, you know, okay. <sighs> I really want to go do that. So now you're in your mood, yeah. and now you just wasted an hour, two hours being in the mood. Right. So then you, <laughs> you might as well went and hit the balls and just made everybody. Yeah, it's happy. like, you're, yeah, it's just. <laughs> It's a no-win situation, so you just got to go, hey, you know what? It's not this time, so let me snap out of it. Let me just go, oh, so what do you guys want to do? You want to do something? You want to have a glass of wine? Oh, yeah, it's a self-aware up? thing, man. It's uh, you, just like you could take any situation, and it's your reaction and attitude towards it, which will yeah. dictate how the rest of that day or trip or whatever right. goes, for sure, for yeah. sure. Like I tell my wife, I say, hey, look, you can get mad and stay mad, or you can get mad and get over it, like, Right. Which one is it going to be? You know, mm-hmm. I, I want to get over it. And I let first my self-awareness is I have to acknowledge why you're mad and what part I played in it. So once I acknowledge what part I played in it, then I can now apologize for that. That can help you right. get over being mad as opposed to going, well, you need to get over it. 
<laughs> that's no solution. That's a demand. Mm-hmm. And now they're even more mad. Yep. <laughs> so now you just dug a hole. Now you're like, okay, I might as well go hit some golf balls now. Cause I'm just, <laughs> you're back to that again. B, by the way, don't be, don't be listening to this. No, one. no, no. Yeah, it's, it's Dr. H. He did it. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, when Dre was talking, I was thinking of the ambervert. Mm-hmm. So we hear about extroverts. We right. hear about in- introverts, mm-hmm. right? So Dre. What's the other vert? Ambervert. So check. Most people yeah. don't know what this is. I didn't know That's what that was. Yeah. That's some doctor stuff. Yeah, yeah. 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 be a professor. Yeah. 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 I don't know nothing about that. <laughs> That's this what is I the learned. combination of extrovert and introvert, which I today, being self-aware, practicing it every day, I'm not you know 100 like any of us, but I identify more with like an ambervert of both. Mm-hmm. I love positive energy. After that, I'm ready to shut off and kind of just be by myself with body and just watch a movie, just relax. Mm-hmm. I've noticed that through Dre. So a lot of people, oh, man, he's so funny. I'm like, but he knows how to turn it on and off. Mm-hmm. One of my things that I love watching Dre and Sal, you've probably caught this in Frankie as well. When it's time to shine, it's five minutes before we're going to go on stage mm-hmm. and kill it. Dre will leave like our area and walk by mm-hmm. himself. And so for me, I've noticed over the years, whether it's comedy or speaking, mm-hmm. he needs to get in the zone. And I'm mm-hmm. like, my dude's in it. I'm not going to bug him right now. Like he's in his own lane right now. Well, let's take a so, tip from that. What yeah, do you, yeah. What's going through your head yeah. in that five, ten minutes that you take for yourself before hitting the stage? Well, uh, first of all, I'm, I'm thankful for the opportunity, whatever that mm. opportunity is at that moment. I'm like, I'm thankful that whatever happened to bring me to this, this place happened. All the things that led me up to this. Now I'm trying to pull from an experience that's like what I'm about to do. Oh. This is similar to something you did 10 years ago when you were at that one school and you were speaking. So now I'm going to pull from that. Now I'm running through my my progression of what it is, how I'm going to start A, B, C, and D, and I'm going to finish. And I'm also saying here I'm going to improv. Here is a mystery. I don't know what I'm going to say. That keeps me fresh and it mm-hmm. keeps me on my toes. If you just go A to Z and you know you're going to stay, stay from start to finish, you're robotic. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's gonna. So what I try to do, and that's why I'm able to, um, and I don't have any problem with people who have notes because I used to do notes mm-hmm. all the time. But over my years, I've said to myself, for me, it hinders me from being all the mm-hmm. way in it right. in the moment. You know, in the moment. So I, you notice even at uh, my vow renewal, like my wife had a whole two pages. I caught that man. Yeah. You know, and uh-huh. she and she didn't even know. Like she set it down. And then she like she got up there to the altar, you know, and she goes, "Oh, where's my speech?" And I, I put it out and uh-huh. I say, "Here you go." Yeah, smooth, then, smooth, smooth. <laughs> then she was like, "Oh my God, I need my glasses." Like, boom, there you mm-hmm. go. That's knowing you're sniffing another and knowing what they're gonna need. So I had both items. Dre, I need fifty bucks right now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you out of luck right there. So, so what um what I'm able to do is I I give myself moments to go off page mm. and just go wherever. Wherever my experience takes me, I'm going to let that happen. And it's just organic. Right. Mm-hmm. And from that, you know, you, you probably, for me, I get my realest moments. You know, it was part of even my speech wasn't, it wasn't scripted. The thing I did about uh, how I pray for people. Yeah. That was off the cuff. Yeah. Because I said a moment, I'm going to talk about, um, you know, how, um, the Lord has helped me uh, in, in how I, when I go to bed, what things that I do preparing myself. And then how I, I then I left it open for interpretation in that moment, right. you know. And then that's when, when it all came out. Yeah. And then I think that a lot, you could hear a lot of people sniffing in the audience you know, at that sure. moment. And a lot of people told me I remained, I was doing good mm-hmm. up until you did that little prayer thing. Right. And then you got me, you yeah. know. Even some of my, my coolest boys, they was like, Dre, man, you got, you got a brother dabbing. You got to be dabbing. So, I wouldn't have gotten that out of believe if I would have written that out that way. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for me, you know, hey, have your notes, have it, but leave yourself an opportunity where you say, from here, from here, I'm just going to, I'm going to wing it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with mm-hmm. my heart and my soul in this particular moment and see what comes out. Yeah, and Mia did that in my classroom. There was times <clears throat> where she's like, I have the notes. I don't need the notes. Right. And so for you, mm-hmm. Frankie, over the years, whether it's photography, whether it's your relationship, relationship with your kids 
what have you noticed that you need to work on yeah. over the years? How much time do we have? No. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you, man. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much, bro, that, that I can work on. But one of the things that I can definitely work on is being organized and mm. being on top of the mundane stuff. Like, I take pride of being an artist, a creative. Um, I like to create and produce. And I feel like in general, not all of us, but most artists tend not to be as organized, you know, and that's one of my weaknesses. That's why they um, pay people to do that. Yeah. Right, yeah. I know, exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So the getting, you know, the emailing, the text, just the everyday, the boring stuff, the contract, the invoicing, all of that stuff to me, the everyday stuff, it's boring to me, right? And it's no excuse, you know, but if we're being real, it's just super boring. Like my, not that I said my priorities wrong, but I like to do what I love to do first and everything that I don't like to do, I put it on the back burner. It's not okay. You know, it's definitely not okay. Um, when we had our publication, we had a magazine, we had it for 14 years and we were out in Kingsburg and Reedley and it was a really good magazine. We, it was called Traffic Magazine. I mean, our accounts receivable, like the amount of money that people owed us, like I could have bought a Porsche because I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't good at collecting. I wasn't good at um, going out and asking people for money. And these are people that I would see like at the local grocery store that, that would owe me money, right? Wow. And, and Dre, you're exactly right. We could hire people. That's another weakness is building a team, paying people for me to stay my lane and hire people that could do what they do really well like collecting and stuff like that so um, one thing that i could work on is allowing other people to come into my little circle and giving them some control and hey you do this because you do it well and stuff like that right because i know it at the end of the day it does limit me where i'm not as a business i'm not growing i could be way bigger than i am today but because not that i'm a control freak but i just keep it close it's just it doesn't really allow me to grow as much as it can be. It could turn into a monster, the that, type of business. That collecting stuff, let's think if you hire, you hired someone to do that, and you said, you keep half, I get half. Yeah. Say it's, say it's $20,000. That's um, ten grand each, mm -hmm. and you don't have to do anything. Right. right. But since someone, here's the, here's the list to go get them. You know, and uh, another thing with the calendar stuff, you know, uh, your wife was doing to probably do a great job keeping your information she should forward it over to you. So mm -hmm. it now goes into your calendar, too. Because my wife has told me, look, I'm your backup. Like, we set our alarms. Mm -hmm. I set my alarm. I get up really early. But then she sets her alarm to go off 15 minutes after my alarm, just in case my alarm yeah. doesn't go off. It's like, it's not her responsibility mm -hmm. for me to get the work, but it's her responsibility to help me. Because she's my helpmate. Right. So she's to help me make sure that I get to that work. That you get there. But she's, it's not her job to make, that's not, it's not her first priority. That that falls on me. Right. So, but I appreciate her saying, okay, I got your back. Just because there's been times my alarm didn't go off. Maybe there was an outage. I didn't plug it in. Yeah, and the phone yeah, died. Yeah. And then, so now, instead of me not like going to work at all, I'm only now 15 minutes behind. I get up early enough to do some extra. Now I'm not going to have time to make me my oatmeal or mm -hmm. my coffee. I'm going to have to jump in the shower, get dressed, and go. But that backup, Right. That saved me from missing the day. Yeah. So yeah. that's the part, you know, we have to understand how we use people to help us because then right. we become dependent on mm -hmm. someone to do something for us that we really should have a, a grip on as well. I Yeah, I, I need to do that because right now she's, like, not even my backup. She's, like, my main person. Yeah. I'm, always, <laughs> I'm always telling Celeste, like, hey, set the alarm to this. And then it's like, I have a phone. Why don't I do it? You know, but she's the one that sets my alarms and gets me up and stuff like that. One thing that works with me is when I do a to-do list. So, like, how do I improve or how, how do I get better? When I write to-do lists, and even though we, we have technology, we can put that on our phones, when, when I write down my to-do list, for whatever reason, it just feels way better for me, and I'm able to get that done. Um, you can visually I, see the right. done, yeah. done, it done. It yeah. feels it feels good. So when I do the to do list, I will do I will get back to the emails first because I know that's quicker. And for me, it's about you know like checking the check boxes, yeah. right? So it's just when when I'm on that routine, I'm better. But when I get off it, when I keep everything in my head, that's when I get a little bit sloppy for sure. I don't like to write a to do list 
because then my wife would bring me the list and say, and you wrote it down and you still didn't do it. <laughs> Hold you accountable. <laughs> so I don't, write, I don't write it down now. I'm just like, you know. No evidence, <laughs> right? Now, Frankie's on to something as far as students or adults, just people in general. Get into a system that works for you. Like, clearly, Sal... I mean, even in breakfast, if we're meeting for coffee, like he literally has his stuff down. So that app mm-hmm. is clearly working for him. So he's in a ride with that. So I tell my students all the time, get something that works, though. Mm-hmm. Is there, I'll, be, I'll use my phone. Well, how's that working for you? Mm-hmm. Uh, I missed like three meetings. It's not working for you. So get another system, right? Yeah. Something well, that works I, for I you. really believe, man, uh, things you pay for, now mm-hmm. the responsibility is on them, right? So if you're using a free app, well, it may not work as well as the app that I pay for that has yeah. never failed me, right? Because mm-hmm. it's their business of doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's true with anything, right? So you get what you pay for. Exactly. Yeah. You know? 100, 100. Yeah. I'll pick on myself a little bit. Anger management <laughs> for me. <laughs> and I, I've learned from you. I've learned from Dre. I've learned from Frankie, like the whole team. I've Celeste never seen you even. Hulk out. Man, I'm telling you, like, I would be that person, even my little garage band back in the day, mm-hmm. that I'm like, we got to get this song down. They're like, relax, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, chill out. I'm like, no, we got to get to work. We've been working on it for now. We got to get it done. Mm-hmm. And so I've always had that, like, uh, I'm telling people, you know, even when I was like, as far as like elementary school, sucking the fun out of events man like they're just like relax even when i was doing music and we'd be on the radio and they're like dude you hit number one i'm like but i don't have another song ready man i gotta go back and start enjoy the moment bro yeah and so i'm learning from you guys every single time if something happens you guys literally especially sal dre and frankie frankie's just like oh it's all good dre all you guys yeah, you shrug your shoulders and you move on. And so I'm not used to doing that. I'm used to carrying that with me, like, mm. and, and festering in that. And so for me, it's great. It's refreshing to be around men and women that are just like, it's all good. Like, we're going to mess up. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, this is going to happen. So I would say over the years, that's been my one of my main things. I got well, Here's a little story episodes. that might help you with that. Go for it. Uh, love this story, man. Came from Davey D from his dad. So uh, same scenario, right? pissed off about something, hanging on to something, and the story goes something like this, right? Picture father, son sitting down, (laughs) kid's upset, and, uh, 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 you know, dad's like, all right, all right, you you know the truck out there, right? Yeah, yeah, I know the truck. All right, do me a favor. I need you to do something for me. Okay, what you need me to do? All right, here, here are the keys. I need you to go down to Home Depot, two by fours. You know what two by fours are, right? Yeah, yeah, I know what two by fours are. All right, I need, I need about 60 of those. Uh, give me some beams, plywood. You know the big nails this big? Give me a, a bucket full of those things, right? Yeah, yeah, I got you, I got you. All right, take this truck, go down there and get all that stuff for me, right? So when you get back, you can use it to build a bridge and get the hell over it. Mm, <laughs> nice. There we so, go. It was, just, it was just a funny visual, man. I'm, he can tell it 20 <laughs> times better than me, a thousand <laughs> times better. But the idea is what you get, right? Yeah. yeah, right. yeah. Well, and, and there's also growth because I, I know, like you said, we know people that, that you know and I know, and it's like and people have known you a lot longer than I have. Mm-hmm. And they used to say, man, that guy, like, the people who tell stories about you back now, I'd be like, really? And I'm always trying to get more information. Give, yeah. Tell me more. What do you do? Yeah, because I know, I know Professor Aid. I know Dr. Aid. They go like, like, dude, when we were in, that dude, we were in college, yeah. that dude was wild. Yes, yes, like, yes, wild, sure. wild. They go, he's really, but they're really proud of you. You know, in retrospect, was like you know, but he was always he he you know he had drive. You know, right. people, you have, you've had that for a long time, and mm-hmm. people who've known you going back to. I met a guy who knew you in high school. You know, mm-hmm. and he said, "Man, that one thing about that guy, man, he was smart and he had drive." And he, but he, at one point, he knew he was smart and he got a little cocky. Uh, you know, maybe. Man. And then, yeah. then you know, <laughs> then he dealt, <laughs> then he dealt with. They said, you know, he dealt with the you know like the you know short guy syndrome a little bit. You know, so now you know you're small in statue, but you got a little bit of power because like you're smart. Mm-hmm. And you got open mobility, he said. But what happens is, over something in your life happened. Like yeah. they don't know because they, they, you know, they they were with you at a time, mm-hmm. and then they said, "Well, you know, he was always, you know, fairly humble. Sometimes he out of pocket, but mm-hmm. so what happens is, and I, and I explained to him, I said, what happened was that humbleness kicked in at For some sure. point, yeah. and it and it like I, I got this opportunity to be great at something, and I'm standing out." And I'm moving, and I'm leaving a lot of people. So now what am I going to do with it? I said, that's what happens with people. But some people, they start leaving people, and they still keep the cockiness. And at some point, you're not humble, 
you'll come right back to those people. Yeah. You'll come mm-hmm. right back. And they and, may not be there, though. And yeah, yeah, or they're like, ah, welcome back. Mm-hmm. And now they, they're looking at you like, oh, failure. Exactly. At least we're where we were. You got out of here, and you fell right back in here because of whatever your attitude was, the negativity yeah. that you took and you held on to, it brought you back to the fold. So, yeah. you know, be humble, be positive, and you will. And mm-hmm. if you do separate, reach back and, and help others. That's what we're doing here on this podcast. We're, oh, trying to, that. we're, we're all trying to reach back. That self-awareness may have brought back that humbleness. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I always tell my students, man, if uh, you're not being humble right now, life will gladly do that for you. Mm-hmm. It'll help you get you there. Know, mm-hmm. For sure. So, um, yeah, make sure. And I... I don't know who you talk to, but they're accurate, right? (laughs) I can own that, yeah, Yeah. for sure. But again, it's just, um, you know, life definitely did that to me. And just telling my students, you know, um, always make sure, even if you reach the highest level where you're at, continue to help people up, man. Mm -hmm. You know, and especially give back to the community like we're continuously doing. So, man, self-awareness, you know, it's key, whether it's therapy, whether it's prayer, whether it's talking to some great friends and that are family, whatever that is for you, like make sure that you're doing that to just be critical in a good way of yourself and also critical. Hey man, I'm doing pretty well here. You know, I want to pivot towards these lanes doing something me. right. Yeah, yeah. Doing something right. There's a dissertation of things that I'm not good at. There's a couple of things that I am and I want to tap into those, you know, mm-hmm. and learning from you guys too. So Self-awareness, one of the major keys to success for sure. Mm -hmm. Another round of applause for another episode, family, y'all. Self-awareness, practice it, implement it, get into a system like Frankie was saying, and the guys, get into a system that works for you. So, family, with that said, a two-finger spread, try your best to stay positive, and as always, if you can rise to it, you You can can rise rise through through it. it. We'll catch you later. Get out there and turn those knobs. (laughs)